0: This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Pohlmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. What's going on today, Kyle? Well, we're getting ready to go into a new year. This year, so we're... Yeah, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Yep, and the agenda today is we're going to be talking about people insuring everything but themselves. Or not fully insuring themselves. Yep. So the thought for this uh, was, you know, people buy home insurance, auto insurance, crop insurance. Some people get umbrella policies to cover them in case um, their primary policy doesn't cover all the insurance needs. Um, We insure ourselves for health, disability, dismemberment in some cases. There is cancer policies now that people specifically buy. We even get those calls from some guy in Asia talking about an extended car warranty that we (laughs) we do that too. Pet insurance? Yep, pet insurance. That's kind of a new thing that I've heard of. Yeah, but I guess the point is that we insure everything except for ourselves, or we don't fully insure ourselves. Yep. So if I have a $300,000 house, Kyle, and I go to a property and casualty insurance agent, what are they going to recommend that I insure my house for? $300,000. Or maybe even a little more for replacement uh, building costs. So with that, instance, we're fully insuring our property. Mm-hmm. That is an asset for maybe. us. Well, maybe. You know, are we talking Robert Kiyosaki's theory? <laughs> uh, I, I mean an asset in the sense of um, it's worth something If that we can sell. We can sell it for something. But I agree with you, it takes money out of our pocket, making it a liability in a sense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, Let's go, into the, let's go into a thought experiment here, okay? So we insure a house, um, in this example, it was $300,000 for its full value. Now, what, what are you worth, Kyle? Let's say that you make um, $100,000 a year. We're going to make this easy math. And uh, typically with life insurance companies, you can insure yourself for about 30 times your, your annual income. Mm-hmm. So that would be 100,000 times 30, that'd be $3 million. Yep. Um, there's some other things you can do, but that's just a really simple, easy, back-of-the-hand way to do it. So your full insurance value would be $3 million in that case. mm mm-hmm. Um, Life insurance, I mean. Now, do many people think they need to buy that much life insurance? No, they don't. Right? I mean, They've been told that you really don't need to because... When you're buying term and you're investing the difference, that investment is going to grow at that magical 12% and it's not going to matter. Right. And in that case, we'd be buying term insurance. When do we buy term insurance? When we're least likely to die. Right. And, you know, we sell term insurance. Um, It has a place. We use it to get people fully insured. We aren't necessarily using it in the aspect of of trying to meet somebody's, their full insurance needs with that term insurance, though. Mm -hmm. Because we believe um, that cash should be accumulated with life insurance because of the special advantages that it gives you. Yeah, and everybody should be insured to some extent. There is not, I I can't think of any reason why somebody shouldn't be insured because you're going to cost, if you die... There's going to be a cost to that death at some point, and you might have dependents or some sort of outstanding liabilities that will have to be covered. So mortgages, land debt, equipment debt, livestock debt. I mean, exactly business debt, business loans. Mm-hmm. Um, people get loans for almost in everything in today's world. I, I suppose if you have enough cash to cover all of that stuff. And you don't have any relatives, or you don't have any cause that you are supporting. Maybe then you maybe it's fine that you don't have life insurance. But if you want to leave a legacy, if you want to support some charities or something along your way out, like there is no reason to not have some life insurance. And there's no reason that if you're going going to have life insurance, you might as well be accumulating some capital while while you're doing so. And we've talked about all these different types of insurance. We don't know that our house is going to burn down. We don't know that we're ever going to get in a car wreck. We don't know that any of those things that are going to happen. There's a chance that it does. There's a chance that it doesn't. We're protecting ourselves against future risk, risk of loss. And we don't want to collect on those policies though. That's not what we're after. We're just protecting ourselves from risk of loss, which is what life insurance does as well. It just turns out permanent life insurance also has a cash value accumulation aspect to it that works tremendously well to build access to capital in your life. Yeah. And that's the, the only thing that is certain in life is that we're going to die and probably taxes, but <laughs> that, that is a certainty. So we know with that permanent insurance, eventually it's going to pay out. And then you have your whole life to experience and benefit from the living benefits while then passing on an even greater death benefit to loved ones, charities, Whatever, yeah, and and let's go back to this thought. Um, you mentioned earlier, um, a couple minutes ago in the podcast about well, maybe if you have enough cash to cover any debts that you have, um, and you don't have anything you want to leave money to, you know, no dependents to take care of. Well, maybe it's okay to do that, but with these life insurance contracts, the way that they're built, you can use these things, the funds. That are inside of them, the cash surrender value, you can use that during your life. And in, in a uh, later in life scenario, whether that's retirement or just, you know, you want some cash flow later on, you have the ability to draw that cash surrender value out of these policies, in turn, pulling down the death benefit, and you could leave a very, very minimal death benefit with these things and still have all the advantages of using. The cash value throughout your life. Yeah, that, that's still going to build way more capital than any savings account. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be better off doing doing it with life insurance, even if you don't see the need for life insurance. We've had people who don't have children, who are not married, or who are not married, say that they can't really see the benefit because they don't have a family. Well, what about having access to more cash than you've put in, and then also being able to pass on some sort of legacy to whether it's just another family member or maybe a charity that you are very strong and supportive. Right. And that just, you know, that, that statement, you know, that we've heard from people, I think that's just from, in my opinion, just such a limited understanding of what life insurance is. And for that, you know, that's the industry's fault. That's an agent's fault, you know, because it's all they ever talk about is the death benefit Mm -hmm. associated with this. Um, not only does it, it provide that and, and the risk that it protects you against from that, but there's the cash element to it. And, you know, it just works so well to use these policies in your life to to help enhance other things that you're doing that it, it just makes too much sense not to do it. <laughs> yeah, too much sense. Exactly. Maybe it makes so much sense. That's why it's so hard for people to grasp. I don't I don't know. (laughs) And and another thing that this contract allows you to do, okay, if you have cash built up in this permanent life insurance policy, Kyle, and say you have a a 401k, a Roth IRA, um, and an HSA, it gives you the ability to not have to worry about running out of money in those accounts. You can keep spending those accounts down to whatever that planned time is for you. I mean it's all an estimation because we don't know when we're going to die, say 95 years old, you can begin to spend down those accounts just as if, you know, you don't have to worry about maintaining some principle in there because you have the life insurance policy to fall back on if that plan doesn't work out just like you thought it would. Exactly. You have all that cash surrender value still at your disposal once you've exhausted those assets. Yeah. So it just doesn't provide death benefit protection. There's so many other Different protections that it can. Provide. And it's why it's so important that you should realize you know, um, it is it is of the utmost importance that you insure yourself, if not um, fully, at least partially. At least getting, and you know, with whole life, a lot of times you can't fully insure yourself when you're just getting started and maybe you shouldn't when you're just getting started because explain what you mean by that well as in you're new to this whole idea of capital accumulation through life insurance the infinite banking concept and we don't want to start people out with these huge premiums and where it makes people uncomfortable and you know then you just lose sight of everything like it should be started where to your level of understanding and like Nelson had 49 life insurance policies. You're not, if you get this and understand it, you're not just going to have one policy and you're not just going to have policies on yourself because when you finally fully realize the potential of this, you're going to run out of insurability and you're going to have to find other people to insure. So you can pay more premium. Exactly. And that's, that's crazy. Pay more premium. Why would I pay more premium? Well, this is, this is different. It's different. In the fact that you have access to those and over time, many more dollars than what you've paid into mm-hmm. these policies. And we're not just talking about after the death benefits paid out while you're still living. Yeah, that that's the beauty of the system is having more access or having access to more money than you have put in. That's how this works. Yes. And to go back and just give a very simple answer to what I asked Kyle about, explain what you mean, like you can't fully insure yourself with whole life insurance. Um, Just, and I'm just making these numbers up. Um, Say, for instance, with a whole life policy putting in, let's say $12,000 or something like that. Maybe you get uh, between $500,000 and $600,000 of death benefit. But let's say that uh, you make $60,000 a year and 30 times your income at our age, we're 28 years old, would be about what 1.8 million, Kyle. Yeah. So you see where you only have five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars of whole life insurance coverage, maybe we would make up the difference with a term life insurance policy between that five and six hundred up to one point eight million to get you fully insured. hmm That's where maybe you can't fully insure yourself with with whole life insurance. And it is it is very important and and, and we focus on this too. That we're looking out for your life insurance needs as well. We aren't just focusing on cash value accumulation, although that's what that's what uh, we want to help you with, you know. But we have to look out for those insurance needs that you have. And you're probably hoping that you're going to earn more as each year goes on, and so we can ensure that extra that extra term insurance we put on. That can be convertible term. So we can, if you're healthy right now, if you can get the highest health status, if you can get a good health status, you can lock in the health status, and we can just convert that term over time into more whole life insurance, yep. more permanent protection, more ability to pay more premium, have more capital than what you've paid into the policy. Mm-hmm. And not only should the breadwinner of the house be insured, also the one who takes care of the children should also be insured. If, um, even if they're not making that much money or any money at all, if you're out there making all the money for the family and then your spouse that is taking care of the family dies, what are you going to do? You're going to think of the impact that's going to have on your life. Yeah. First of all, you're not going to be okay for quite some time. We're going to have mourning and grieving time. And then who's going to take care of the kids? Who's going to take care of the family stuff? So that's going to take time away from work for you to earn income. So that is why it's very important for you to have, have some insurance on them and take that into consideration. We've said this multiple times. Don't be the GoFundMe people. Right. Life insurance is just so overlooked as something as well. I'll just never need that. But you know, it's, it's something that you can't have unless you don't need it Mm -hmm. in regards to health. And one other thing I'd like to say about it is this is, a very common Dave Ramsey quote is how you won't need life insurance past, you know, age 65 because your house will be paid off. You'll be in a lower tax bracket. You'll have, um, your investments will be earning that 12% at whole time, the whole time. So when you pass, there's no need for life insurance. Well, that's in a perfect world. That's, and that's not what we live in. What if, what if, the year you retire, the market crashes. You lose 40, 50% of your investment. And you need to take a distribution. And, or you die. And people need money. I mean, how, how is that going to work for you? That's going to be a tough spot for people. Exactly. It's, it's why you can't just take these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? These absolutes that people talk about and, and apply them to your life. Because that's just, we don't live in a perfect world. Mm-mm. and you need to you know insurance is about risk aversion um and this gives you the ability to defer that risk onto other another entity an insurance company in this case um it just it provides you with so many more options than than what a savings account can a qualified plan can and the fact that we don't look at this um as something that we need or or fully insure ourselves is is a mistake in our in our eyes, mm-hmm. and it's something that we we need to do a better job of making people aware of. Yeah, we should we should always be suspicious of when we hear people talk in absolutes. And we're not saying that you know whole life insurance is an absolute. Whole life insurance by itself is not going to get you rich. Whole life insurance is there to build capital for you to then purchase things that you know. And you have an interest in to then an, build that wealth. It's an awesome cash flow management system. Yeah, th- this is not a get rich. We've said that many times. but This is not a get rich quick product. Yeah, and and this isn't designed as somewhere that you put money into and you never take it out of. Mm-hmm. While you can do that with it, that is not at all the message that Kyle and I are trying to to give to people. And 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 in fact, we're encouraging the, to them to do the opposite and to use. money that they pay into these policies at some point in their life, whether that's for a business venture, um, an investment, or maybe it's just to um, get some more schooling for yourself, educate yourself on something. Sure. So many, many reasons why you should be aware of the need for life insurance in your life and the things that it can also enhance um, for you financially by having it. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So... That is everything I have today, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for tuning in this week, guys, and we'll be back next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.